T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Vern's Hot Stove. Bobby has 30 steals. In his rookie season. Every Thursday night starting at 6, taking you all the way up to opening day at the K. Home run, MJ Melendez. Live from Surprise, Arizona, here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. Yeah, welcome in. Week 2 of Vern's Hot Stove leading you up to opening day. Royals baseball 2023 coming up in 20 minutes. One of the more unheralded leaders inside that Royals clubhouse. I had a fantastic conversation uh, with Dylan Coleman earlier today about our guest, Amir Garrett. He was on this surprise stadium mound earlier today as the Royals picked up another Cactus League W. Uh, More with Amir Garrett coming up in 20 minutes, but let's start with the top five storylines from surprise, beginning with, once again, defensive decisions last week we talked about mj melendez and his bat being the top tool that he possesses and yet he finds himself juggling outfield work along with making sure that bat remains red hot in a quick side note it is red hot Uh, lava hot as the great rex hudler would say the opposite field power has been on full display here in surprise i've said it before i'll say it again 25 home runs Uh, that's my expectation for mj melendez maybe that's foolish um but i'd bet the over if you give me 25 i'll take the over when it comes to mj melendez but his bat what i'm talking about that's his top tool and yet juggling the outfield work along with catching why well as insurance in case salvador perez gets hurt now i understand salvi has gotten hurt uh, last year the uh, year previous uh, but to me it doesn't seem worth it the insurance policy being a guy in mj melendez to me the answer a, a better idea if and when salvi goes down is to go get a better backup catcher if you don't believe in freddie for give me somebody with uh, a little bit more confidence or give me someone that you have a little bit more confidence in filling in for a Salvador Perez if and when he goes down for a few weeks but I don't want to focus on MJ Melendez no I want to talk about Michael Garcia who turns 23 tomorrow and recently ranked by Annie Rogers of MLB.com as a top three prospect in this royal system He's a shortstop. He's been a shortstop and had a solid day today at shortstop. Um, Drove in four runs at the dish. Offensively, defensively, uh, the kid passes the eye test. Uh, He's played third base out here at spring training. But as J.J. Piccolo told Cody and Gold yesterday on 610 Sports Radio, and then it was confirmed earlier today by Matt Cotrero, they're going to try him out in center field. 
Now, I spoke with Garcia earlier this morning. He says he hasn't played center field since Little League. It's been more than 13 years since Michael Garcia has confidently roamed center field in a ball game. So uh, now I'm not saying he can't be a center fielder. What I'm asking is the same thing I'm asking for with MJ Melendez. Find a spot, pick a spot, leave him there. Because to me, Garcia's top tool is, well, it's his athleticism. But number two is the bat, is the on-base percentage, is the power potential that resides in the soon-to-be 23-year-old. Leave that versatility stuff to guys that that's their top tool. A guy like Nate Eaton. Players that have versatility listed as their top tool, let's move them around like you did with Whit Merrifield, like you've done with Hunter Dozier. Studs, stars, power bats like Garcia and Melendez, pick a spot and leave them. So to me, the fifth biggest storyline are those defensive decisions that this organization has to make. Number four, now of course this has been the big story nationally, but for a Royals-centered show, rule changes aren't the biggest of deal. And as a matter of fact, if you haven't been able to take in a game out here, um, my opinion... uh, With the pitch clock, I I really haven't noticed it much. If you're in the ballpark, uh, what it feels like is is every pitcher's in a decent rhythm, even if they're they're struggling. They're just moving. Um, To me, there is no downside to the pitch clock. I have nothing negative to say about it. Actually, I think the the biggest positive I have to say is you don't notice it. It just seems like um, you don't notice it until you're walking out of the ballpark and you go, time this game start, 1 o'clock and it's 3.30? That's when you notice it. Uh, What you'll notice when you make your maiden voyage to Kauffman or out here to Surprise Stadium, what you'll notice is the elimination of the shift and how many ground balls that we saw gobbled up by a second baseman in shallow right field are now continuing to roll in right field. And you're seeing that left-handed bat stand at first base. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan, but you know, it's the rule. What are you going to do? Sit here and complain. Uh, what I will say is Vinny Pasquantino's hitting 300 this year. I don't know what his batting average over under is, but if it's 299, bet the over. Uh, Zach Greinke, Jordan Lyles, talk to both of them about the shift. Uh, that, that's where you start to hear the concern. Uh, You know, Zach Greinke, uh, Jordan Lyles, veterans that know how to procure ground balls and get outs, eliminating that shift is going to negatively affect them. To me, the number three storyline right now here at Royals Camp in Surprise, Arizona, is the outfield depth or lack thereof. We know MJ Melendez. I believe MJ Melendez is an everyday left fielder. We know Drew Waters is out, and that's going to bleed into the season with that oblique injury. We also know the team added Jackie Bradley Jr. Now, uh, look at Jackie Bradley Jr. is a terrific defender, a former Gold Glove winner, uh, what, back in 2016. And, and, And speaking of 2016, Jackie Bradley Jr. has not been an above average hitter in a full season since 2016. As a matter of fact, since then, since that full season when he was um, an above-league average hitter and above-league average OPS plus, his adjusted OPS, which is adjusted for the ballpark and scoring climate, it's 
in my opinion, the, the, the best singular statistic to judge a hitter. If you're going to pick one, I'm going adjusted OPS. League average is 100. Since 2016, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s adjusted OPS is 79, meaning 21% below or worse than the average big league hitter, 79. Kyle Isbell, you know him. He's the front runner to win that center field job. His career adjusted OPS is 79. So right now, Isbell, Jackie Bradley Jr., you have two defensive uh, – Jackie Bradley Jr., I could say, is a defensive star. Kyle Isbell has the capability of being a defensive star. And look, you can win with that, a defensive first center fielder. You can win with that if they are flanked by power bats. I believe you're flanked by one in left field with MJ Melendez, but then that brings up the question of right field. It brings up the question of designated hitter. Now, Michael Garcia, if he could shine in center field, whether it's this year or next year, well, that, 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 that could solve the problem. But as we look ahead to 2023, uh, Edward Olivares, um, uh, uh, Nate Eaton out there in right field, though, those, those are the two names that, that jump out. Uh, neither one of those bats, would I say, would offset the kind of offensive hit you would take by having Bradley Jr. or what we've seen thus far from Kyle Isbell, having them out there on an everyday basis. So the lack of outfield depth to me is storyline number three right now out here in surprise. Number two, the pitching depth. Uh, I, 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 look, I'm just as surprised as you. Uh, pitching, I always thought was going to be the biggest storyline, but... Well, we'll get to the offense. Offense is, is the number one storyline and the questions I have with that lineup one through nine. But pitching depth, let's dive into this. Now, last year, the Royals, uh, 97 losses, used 10 different starting pitchers, uh, not counting openers, 10 different starting pitchers, uh, six made at least 20 starts. And those six are all still here. And as a matter of fact, those six are still six of your top seven arms. Singer, Granky, Lynch, Keller. And of those four, who of them has some juice right now? Who as you step into 2023, do you say, all right, I feel good about um, not only what he did last year, but him carrying it into 2023 to build off of it. I think Brady Singer has some juice. Zach Granky has some juice. I know he surprised me with his output in 2022, Anyone else in that starting pitcher conversation? Jordan Lyles, Brad Keller, Daniel Lynch? I, I don't think they're stepping into the season with some juice, with confidence. I, I, you, you let me know if I'm wrong, text line 913-586-7610. That's the text line number, 913-586-7610. Okay, so, so there you go. There are your seven starting pitchers. Your, your, your rotation, in my mind, is set. It, it, it's Singer, it's Granky, it's... Lyles, it's Lynch, it's Keller. Now, Heasley's your six, followed by a Chris Bubich, a Zerpa. Okay, uh, we're, we're, we're at eight. Uh, who, because you have to factor uh, one of those names will struggle. Um, two will go down at some point this season. So as you look towards the minor leagues, as you look towards the depth in this organization, starting pitching depth, in this organization that can positively affect the team in 2023? Who are those names? I mean, I'm, I'm talking go, go through the minor leagues. Who's stepping into this season with some juice that you're excited? Oh, man, he could have that breakout year this year.
Alec Marsh, Jonathan Bolin. I think you got to go all the way down to those cats in, in, in single A. I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to help the big league club this season, and that's my point. The questions about the depth in this rotation, worrisome. Now, the bullpen, bullpen last year used a little over 20 different arms. Now, as we talk about who steps into the season with some juice, with some confidence, Scott Barlow, of course, Dylan Coleman, uh, th- this uh, big year last year for Dylan Coleman, Just spoke with him earlier today about uh, finding his confidence late last season, uh, the changes he's made this offseason, um, you know, for, for as much Discussion is as rolled as Chapman has received. Dylan Coleman, to me, is the guy I'm most excited to watch come out of that bullpen, second only to the aforementioned Scott Barlow. Uh, you know, okay, Chapman, Stallman, Taylor Clark, they're locks. Amir Garrett, who will join us coming up in 10 minutes, he's a lock. Ryan Yarbrough's a, a, a lock. So, you know, seven of the eight spots in the bullpen, like we discussed last week, certainly seem to be locked up. Now, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be Jose Quas. Is it going to be Carlos Hernandez who grabs that final spot, maybe those final two spots in the bullpen? Richard Lovelady's impressed. Josh Taylor just traded for him. Uh, Nick Whitgren, a Jackson Coar, they really haven't had the best of springs just yet. But but let me. Are there other names that 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 excite you? That 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 have juice heading into this 2023 season? You know, you start really. Uh, going through the 162-game march from a year ago. And now you, you look at this roster and you, 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 you think to yourself, how, how prepared are they for that gauntlet? Has the depth improved over the past 365 days? Now, you... The guys that we watched, we hope that they improve, but have the reinforcements. Have they improved? That's a big storyline, but I think it all uh, falls behind the top storyline, and that is this offense. Because you and I know the season comes down to pitching. And outside of Singer and Granky, everyone has a Granky, Singer, and, and Barlow. Outside of those guys, everyone has a lot to prove on the mound. But offensively, I ended last season telling you, man, I, I like this core. I'm all in on this offense. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not basing that off of what we – I'm not going to tell you what, what, what they've done out here offensively. I, I know that doesn't matter. You don't care that the offense entered the day with the most runs in baseball in spring training or second in hits, second in total bases, top five in OPS. You don't care about that. You shouldn't care about that because the Royals had the best OPS in spring training last year. We're top three in 2021. Had the best OPS in spring training in 2019. Had the best OPS in spring training in 2018. So yeah, it doesn't mean anything. No, you, you take comfort offensively in the core. I do. Salvi, Bobby, MJ, and Vinny. All three of them, by the way, locked in right now. Salvi homered today, stole a base. Bobby Speed has been on display. You've seen infield knock after infield knock. MJ Melendez, I told you about the opposite field power, and then Vinny's going to hit 300 with no shift. We all know that those four, those core four must produce or else this is going to be an awful summer. But you and I remember uh, solid Royals offenses, or excuse me, 
you and I remember Royals offenses that had four quality bats in the middle and then it was a graveyard surrounding them. So again, I go back to the question of who has the juice coming into the season? Hmm. Drew Waters? Uh, Michael Massey, maybe? Edward Olivares? So there is reason for hope. There's a reason why I am and remain all in on this offense. But for as much as I want to sit here and prop everything up and prepare for a 85-90 win season, I must be real. We got to talk about the gigantic question marks because you and I know it was more than just Salvi, Gordo, Moose, and Haas. Right? There... It, 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 was, it was Esky in big moments. It was Butera in big moments. Uh, Orlando, Lorenzo Kane, of course. You needed contributions, uh, not, not always big, but positive contributions up and down that lineup. So you hope that Waters and Massey and Olivares can ride that juice that they built up heading into the end of 2022. But when we acknowledge the reasons for hope, we also have to acknowledge the possibility of a letdown. Isbell, Eaton, Dozier, Lopez, Prado, Matt Duffy, Johan Camargo, and the aforementioned Jackie Bradley Jr. There's reason for hope, which is all you ask for at this moment. But the depth of the lineup, the depth of this pitching staff, and those defensive decisions to me along with the outfield depth and the brand new rules that we've seen implemented for the first week, those are the top five storylines from week two of Royal Spring Training. When we get back, we talk with Royals reliever Amir Garrett. All right, welcome back. It's Vern's Hot Stove live from Surprise Stadium in Surprise, Arizona. As promised, joining us now, Royals reliever Amir Garrett, who after a year of paying homage to the late great Kobe Bryant is back wearing that familiar number 22. He was back on that familiar bump earlier today, drawing the praises of his manager. Amir, how you doing? I appreciate the time tonight. Man, I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, I uh, spoke with Dylan Coleman um, after the game today and you know, was, was talking to him about uh, your influence in that clubhouse. He says that uh, you've helped lay the blueprint out for a guy like him, uh, uh, Jose Quas, the blueprint of uh, you know, staying in the moment, staying even, uh, knowing when to have fun and when to get to work. Uh, what, what does it mean to, you know, for as young as you still are, to, to be making an impact like that? Man, it means a lot to me because, uh, like, guys before that were in the game that brought me up were the same way. So uh, just for me to just pay homage, you know, and, and get the knowledge that I learned from the best that I had around me and, and pass it down to the young guys, you know, hopefully they pass it down to, you know, guys that come after them. It's just – you know, it's just it's just a trait that I've always I've always had, just being a leader. You know, I think that's just something that comes natural to me, man. And you know, it's just, it's great that you know those guys talk highly about me because you know that's just it, it just means everything, man. It's, I, I can't even put it into words. I'm just like you know, I'm I'm, I'm grateful that they even you know look at me. Like and that. I, yeah, and I'll tell you what, man. Talking with um, you know Royals fans, even even some Royals personnel, they you know they're. they're 
they're surprised at the leadership role that, that you have in that clubhouse because people have uh, made assumptions from afar, then they get to know you and they, they realize, <laughs> you know, the guy in between the white lines isn't the same guy you're going to find in the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, I've always, like, you know, it's, it's nothing that, I mean, I wouldn't consider bad. Of course you're not going to like me if you're not on my team. I don't want you to like me, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that. If we're in between those lines, it's game time. Like, I don't care about you in the lines, and you don't care about me. That's just how it is. And, um, you know, when I came over to the Royals, everybody, like, looked at me and was like, I was like, bro, like, no, whatever you guys see on the mound – that's just me having to lock it in. Like, we could be cool, you know, after the game or whatever, but when we're in those lines, no, sir. You know, like, it's, it's not happening. I'm not trying to be your friend. And uh, I take pride in uh, – I'm a, I'm a – you know, I got my guys back too. So, you mess with any of my teammates, you know, no matter what, what the case may be, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have to – you're going to have to see me. You know what I mean? And, and – I come from a big family, so, you know, I take care of my family, you know, and I treat my teammates like, like my family. i got to take care of my brothers. Along those lines, I, I, I know uh, I, I was talking with uh, uh, your, your manager a while back, and, you know, we brought up the whole uh, Javi Baez, Amir Garrett, and, uh, you know, he, he, he was like, uh, you know, when I first came over here, I, I, I thought, you know, he, he wants to hit or, or fight. Javi Baez and he says I, I sit down and talk with him it's no he just wants to get him out he just wants to best him out there on that diamond yeah I mean that's 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 all it is when you when people think about me and Javi it's not you know obviously things you know people tempers flare like in the heat of the moment but like I'm not gonna be out the diamond hey I want to beat you up like nothing like that like that's just two competitive minds clashing on the baseball field you know what I mean and I, like I said, I come from basketball, so you get that all the time. Guys are in your face doing this and doing that, rah, rah, rah. Like, baseball, to me, us as baseball players, we're soft because we can't handle none of that. You know what I mean? Like, nobody can handle none of that. So it's like when somebody says something that's, you know, just a little thing or does something that's not the right way or, you know, how baseball's been played, people, you know, tend to be like, oh, like, oh, he's, you know, like, it's just they just don't think it's right, but that's just two competitive minds clashing. And yeah, like he said, I just want to, I just want to face him, get him out. And it's like you know that that's all it's ever been. Yeah, there are plenty of reasons why I want an NBA team in Kansas City. I think that would help. Just watching, you know, John Morant and, and Anthony Davis the other night going at each other's necks. Game's over. Um, and then it's 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 all love center court. Do you think the game is is progressing baseball? Do you think we're we're getting uh, to a place where where we could see a little bit more uh, like real competition and, and real uh, John back and forth? I mean, you 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 won't get that like out of you won't get that out of a pitcher and a hitter because you know like you're so far away or whatever. Like you can you don't have time to do that. You might guy be on base or whatever talking to each other whatever but you know the game is progressing the game is getting more fun and that's a good thing for baseball you know you're getting more viewers getting younger viewers and stuff like that and you're getting more kids to you know to get in and and enjoy baseball I remember when I was younger like I didn't like baseball I didn't like baseball just until literally I was 21 years old and I thought it was just so boring like you know what I mean but the way it's being played now and the way the game is, like, it's getting younger. 
you know, and you got the more swag and stuff like that, that's that's good for baseball. As it progresses, we got to progress with it. Royals reliever Amir Garrett joining us here on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Speaking of the game's progression, what are your thoughts on the pitch clock after being on the hill a few times? Uh, I, I work fast anyway, so I, I don't think it affects me, but it's definitely, you know, night and day. Like, the games are so fast. Like, I think the longest game has been, like, you know, just a shade over three hours, but the game today was two hours and 47 minutes, but it's like, the game is fast. Uh, we're going to have to get used to it, obviously. Hitters, you know, are going to have to, you know, think faster and stuff like that and, and, you know, and not be able to do their routines. But I think, I think it's, pretty, it's pretty good. You know, I've only, you know, been in one game, but it didn't bother me too much. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the season and how it plays out in the season. Uh, I mentioned um, Coleman earlier. Um, and not not only earlier in this conversation, but but earlier in the show, uh, man, I, I think that young man figured something out last year, and, and and the rest of the league is about to find out this season. Uh, for for someone that knows him, you know better than anybody in the media, really anybody else. Uh, what would you tell Royals fans to expect from Coleman this season? Uh, you know, just I would expect. He had a really good year last year. Um, I would expect progression from him. Uh, you know, what I preach is, you know, be a dog out there. Be a dog. You know, because that's what that, what you do out there in, in, in your mound presence is how people are going to view you. You know, so when he goes out there and he has his demeanor, his swag, and people are like, dang, like, this guy throws 100. He got the, a wipeout slider. Like, he's untouchable. Like, Dylan – the sky is the limit for him because he, he can, you know, first of all, he got the plus-plus fastball, and he developed that slider that he got now that's probably one of the best in the league. But, um, you know, he's going he's gonna to take the league on notice this year, that's for sure. You heard yeah, it here first. I promise yeah. you. And he just looks mean out there. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, he just looks like a guy you 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 don't want to mess with and, and – you know, uh, Jose Quas, I mentioned him earlier. He's uh, He's been drawing the praises of, of all the, the new pitching coach. Speaking of the pitching coaches, what are, what are your thoughts of uh, Sweeney and Bove and the, the whole change to the pitching department? I, li- I like it a lot. These guys know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. You know, they give us all the necessary uh, feedback that we need. Um, you know, the communication from these guys are, you know, top notch and that's all you can ask for from a t- from from coaches you know because we're all grown men at the end of the day you know mm-hmm. for you to just sit there and you know try to coach adults or try to talk down to adults that that would never work but the way these guys communicate to you it's like hey like we got a little we got something you know the other day they found that hey we got this for you like if you want to use it you can use it if you don't let us know like stuff like that goes a long way and that's how you get guys to buy in and to to whatever it is that you guys have as a team for you to be successful. And these guys have been great so far. Yeah, Q's big thing because I've used that word buy in before, and he always stops me. He says I I don't like that word because then it seems like we're trying to sell them something. Uh, and with all yeah. due respect to your previous skipper, uh, you know that he he would use that term a lot. That that's kind of where I I picked it up from and. Uh, yeah, it just seems as if, you know, 
the coaching staff lays it all out there. You, you pick what you want, but it's a, a lot more player empowerment. Yeah, I mean, that's how it should be. Um, like I said, these guys, they, they got to it immediately as they got hired. Q, Sweeney, all them, I got a call, you know, one after the other. Hey, this is what we're going to do. Like, this is what we got, like, for you for you to be successful in everything. And that that's all you want right there, guys that are invested, guys that are, you know, ready to do whatever they need to do for you to be successful as long as, as well as the team. Like, these guys are these guys are really good. You know, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I know the team is is looking forward to start the season. So so what what do you uh, you know as a leader, as a teammate, as a man, what, what do you what do you take from last year? Because I, I've told the story on the air a few times, man. I'll I'd, I'd come into that clubhouse last year, and it's everyone's dead quiet except for uh, you. Coleman, Quas, Barlow, uh, that, that, that was the only group that made noise that seemed like they were enjoying the life of a big leaguer. Uh, what do you take from that experience? Uh, what I used to tell the guys last year, like when I first came over here, this is my personal opinion. When I walked in, I was like, and, and got around the guys for a little bit and seen how it's like, I was like, this is not a big league environment. I was like, this is not a big league environment. And I try to do as much as I could to get guys comfortable. I mean, obviously, because you guys, you have a whole bunch of rookies. You have guys that don't think they can talk, don't think they can speak, you know, and it's like, that's not how it should be, you know, and it's just, you know, guys are respectful, but it's like they're not comfortable. So I told told guys all the time, hey, man, listen, be who you want to be. You know, obviously you be respectful to the vets or the coaches, the staff, whatever, but be who you want to be, you know what I mean? You want to come in here and you want to you want you want to talk like go ahead and talk. You want to change the music, you know. Do your due diligence. Ask, you know, for a song or request a song. You can do that, you know, because when I came up, it was like no, no, no. Like you stay at your locker and you be quiet. Like that's it. Uh, and guys, I just felt guys were uncomfortable. And um, you know, this year I see I see a big difference, which I, I which I love because. These young guys are going to have to become themselves. They're going to have to love to come to the field every single day and enjoy their work. And I feel like last year that just wasn't happening. I think MJ Melendez is going to be the the perfect example. I think of him hitting that big home run last year, running down the first baseline, looking in the dugout, and letting everybody know I'm that dude. Uh, that that to yeah. me that that that's who MJ Melendez. Uh, needs to be, and I know I know you're close with the with the 24 year old. What 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 impresses you most uh, about him as a, a young man and him as a ball player? Uh, well, with, with MJ, um, he got to he he's a very good baseball player. Obviously, uh, I didn't know much about him when I first came over here, and I was like, they were like, oh, he had 30 something home runs last year. I was like, oh, okay, cool, like whatever. All right, you know, I was like, I right. you know, I just I just I just brushed it off a little bit. And as we got closer, you know, I was like, I got closer to him, and, and he, he made his debut and stuff like that. We talked or whatever, and I'm just like, this guy can really hit. This guy can really hit for some power. Like, and I guess, he, I mean, I, I know he hit 18 home runs last year. I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, in, in the offseason, I'm like, this dude might hit 30 next year. He might hit 35. He might be a guy to hit 40 one day, you know, and especially at a catcher. That's, that's pretty impressive. But MJ, I would say he's, you know, for him to get out there and, and play outfield and as well last year he would have to, you know, 
focus on catching, focus on the outfield, and like continue to do both or early work each every single day for both positions. Like that was impressive. I felt like I was like, damn, like this guy is definitely going to be tired out. Like he's he's going to burn out, you know, midway through the season, and he didn't. You know, he was able to be out on the field and be healthy and stuff like that. And you know, that that MJ's my boy, man. MJ's my boy, but that, I admired that about him last year. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, means a lot more when someone like you says it, but man, I was preaching that all last year to, to be that age, to juggle all of that. Quite impressive. We're pleased to be joined by Royals reliever Amir Garrett. Just a few more minutes on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, anyone that follows you on Twitter knows there was a change in your life where, you, you know, your, your Twitter feed, you, you could see the, the growth of the change. And that was uh, becoming a father. Uh, how has uh, being a father changed you? Being a father, like, is means the world to me. Um, my daughter has changed my perspective, my outlook on just life. Um, I've learned, you know, when I'm at work, no matter what happens at work, like, I always go home and I'm always able to smile. Like, I've learned that I will never have a bad day. I will never have a bad day. I will have a bad minute, a bad, a bad, bad 20 minutes, 10 minutes, but I'll never have a bad day. And my daughter, you know, just, just, she, she basically softened me up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's okay. But I see, I see life just, just so differently now. And I'm just, I'm just grateful for that. You know, like I say, I tell the guy, stay in the moment. Don't take this for granted. Like just things like that, like, you know, being a father has been the greatest thing that could ever happen to me. Uh, with without question, and I I have to assume that it that it's going to carry onto the mound as well. When when you can, uh, especially in someone with, with with your role, where you know you you get uh, an inning plus, and it's either great or people are going to be angry uh, because it wasn't great. Uh, yeah, going home, opening that door, seeing her, it's got to. Um, make it easier to leave it at the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, but listen, if baseball was easy, anybody could do it. It's not easy. This game is the hardest. This game is hard. You know, not everybody can throw a strike when they want. I I only know a handful of people that can throw a strike whenever they want. You know, a hitter can't hit a ground ball through the four hole with a guy on third. Like, it's not easy to just hit the ball on the ground, like, if this game was easy, anybody would do it. But that's why that's why we're here, and that's why we're at the top of our profession because this game ain't easy, I'll tell you that. Yep, and I know you're too humble to say it, but uh, that's why you guys get paid what you get paid because if a lot of people could do it, uh, you wouldn't. Uh, but it is, <laughs> it is quite it. the craft, and that's why. And we want to yeah. watch it. You said it. Uh, yep, yep, you do. Amir, uh, last year when we had you on um, – you, you gave me a, a starting five made of teammates. You, uh, you were running uh-huh. the point. You had Ben Attendee in the two spot. M- Merrifield. See, you could tell you were still feeling out the clubhouse. Uh, yeah, I was feeling out the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, this team sucked. <laughs> Merrifield. No, I'm uh, saying the, the, the top five, my, my five basketball teams Right, right. Sucked. That's yes, what I'm saying. Yes, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this lineup, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that one. Merrifield, Michael A. You had Carlos Hernandez as your big, and then Bobby coming off the bench. So, so now – now, as you Jesus. are, 
Yeah, you're you're pretty set this in this clubhouse. Terrible. Yeah, give me the give me the real squad yeah. that you're running with in 23. I'm going with me at the point, you know, because if I want to score, get a bucket, whatever. I'm going. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Quas Quas. I haven't played basketball. With him. He says he can shoot, so I would put him at the two. And I'm going to have. Mm, I'm gonna have. Bobby's gonna be in there. I listen. Bobby's athletic, and that's my boy. Right. I don't think he can play basketball, so that's why I had him come off the bench. You know, I don't think he can play basketball. He can do everything on a baseball field, but I don't think he can play basketball. He's been playing baseball so, since he was like six. That's all he's done. Yeah, so not a basketball player. So all right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Me, Quas. Of course, we're gonna go. Dylan. Dylan has a little highlight tape. You know mm-hmm. that he played basketball. You know, and I'm gonna go uh, Jonathan Bolin too because he. The, he said he's pretty good. So that's he's four big. right there. Yeah, he's a big guy. Big so dude. we have to go. We have to go. We have to go one more guy. All right. I got I'll put Merville in there. I I'll was gonna Merville say, are you really gonna leave the kid out? I I put Merville in. He he talks, he says he can dribble a little bit, but you know, I I don't know. He and, try and he I'm tries like, to I'm tell like, us that you're only good because you're tall. I'm like, what are you talking about? Look at look at the back <laughs> of the card, man. This guy's got numbers. Hey, he's got Merville. Merville, that's why I, I don't listen to him sometimes because sometimes he just he just talks out of his butt, you know. And uh, I'll put I'll put for for my six, you know, I'm gonna put six. Let me get six and seven. I'm gonna put Bobby in there, and I got I put Vinny Pascantino in there. I don't think Vinny can play basketball, but he loves he likes watching it. So, but he can get he can get me he can foul out when he needs. Yeah, he could be a little Pat Bev too, where he's just getting in people's heads, talking too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amir Garrett, uh, Amir, real, real quick, I, I don't know if people yeah. are, are fully aware. Uh, how many Hall of Famers, I don't care the sport, how many Hall of Famers you have in your phone right now? Yeah. Or future Hall of just, Famers? Just, just from, uh, I've probably, probably got about four or five, give or take. Yeah, you can make, you can make a pretty mean starting five with Hall of Famers in that phone. I'll yeah. tell you, I got you know I got I got some I got some you know I mean I got some pretty uh pretty cool people in my phone. I was blessed to be around you know you know whether it was baseball whether it was basketball you know and I played also played football so I know some football players too that are in the league. But you know I was blessed to be around a lot of people and, and make those connections. Yeah, and and you know so the 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 uh, trio of those three sports I think. Uh, on display when you're on the hill. We saw it earlier today at a uh, another solid outing from Amir Garrett. This bullpen uh, really starting to shape up for 2023. Man, uh, you know I was looking forward to this, and uh, you did not disappoint, Amir. It's always a pleasure talking to you, and I'll see you in the clubhouse tomorrow, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's Amir Garrett, Royals reliever. Uh, and again, well, you guys heard the interview. You, you know what I said. Uh, it is Salvador Perez's clubhouse. No, nobody's debating that. Um, and, and, and we all know Zach Greinke's going to find himself in Cooperstown. But the voice, the presence, uh, the stability that Amir Garrett brings to that clubhouse was uh, desperately needed last year. And I'm grateful it's there again in 2023. When we get back, I want to look at the three X factors, the X, Y, and Z. We do this every year, the X, Y, and Z for 2023. It's coming up after this. 
Vern's Hot Stove on 610 Sports Radio. Royals victorious earlier today, uh, but it's spring training, um, so who cares? Uh, look, real quick, uh, from the J Southland Tow Service text line. From the 816, new Amir Garrett fan here. Seems like a cool dude that I want on my team. He has that dog mentality that I love. Yeah, without question. And, and uh, yeah, w- what I said about that clubhouse, guys. I, and Fesco, uh, Fesco talks about it all the time. Uh, it, it, it was just so very tense other than the daily card game going on with Coleman, Quas. Barlow and Garrett, that was, uh, and then, you know, Vinny would slowly matriculate over and then his personality would start to come out. But I, but I think the leadership style of Garrett uh, came through. And that's what I was hoping uh, would come through in our conversation. So thanks again to Amir Garrett for making time on this Thursday night. All right, so last week, uh, one of my gimmicks, you know, my theme for the season, I laid it all out the campfire and all that. And I'll be, you know, shoving that down your throat for the next six months so you'll be tired of the campfire before this bad boy wraps up. So now let me get to one of my other, uh, and you guys know I'm a nerd. So, yeah, I I enjoy these gimmicks. I enjoy thinking uh, about the theme for the season, and I enjoy coming up with my X, Y, and Z. Um, An old friend, Seth Everett, uh, told me, you know, 15 years ago, any baseball team worth a darn is three players away from making a postseason push. If X, Y, and Z can meet or exceed their potential, well, then if your team's worth a darn, that should be enough to get you uh, a wild card spot or at least contending in August and September. And I think the Royals are at least good enough on paper that I can formulate an X, Y, and Z. Shoot, I've been able to do it every single season. Now, as you would imagine, in 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, X, Y, and Z did not meet or exceed potential. And believe it or not, I'm pretty sure 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, Mondesi was a name every single one of those seasons. So there you go. This year, now, of course, there are some names, you know, the, the, the core, the guys that I've deemed the core, uh, you know, Salvi, Vinny, MJ, Bobby, Singer. Of course, we know, we, we know this team's going nowhere without those five. So, so, so we don't include them. That's obvious. That's like saying, oh, you know, you know, Eric Hosmer and Lorenzo Cain are key this season. Well, of course. And certain vets uh, need to do what they're paid to do, right? A guy like Amir Garrett, a guy like Scott Barlow, Zach Granke, Jordan Lyles. Right, Barlow needs to be that uh, versatile boss in the bullpen. A guy that can shut it down in the seventh and the ninth, wherever you need him in a big spot. Same with Garrett. Uh, Zach Granke, you need a, uh, a duplicate performance of what we saw last year. Jordan Lyles, I need 150-plus innings out of you. So that brings us to X, Y, and Z. I believe if these three players can meet or exceed their potential, their expectations, that this team, this 2023 Royals Ball Club, will compete for a postseason spot. And those three players, Drew Waters, Nick Prado, 
and Daniel Lynch. Daniel Lynch, one of our three keys, our X, Y, and Z, third straight season for Daniel Lynch finding himself in this group. Now, let me know what you think on the text line, 913-586-7610. You can also reach out on Twitter, uh, even though it is just a hellscape, uh, at Josh Vernier 610 uh, I'll converse with you. That'd be nice. Uh, but, yeah, if, if Daniel Lynch can meet or exceed the expectations, and I'm talking about our expectations, um, my brother-in-law in Michigan, you know, looking on from afar, uh, I can understand if you're not uh, watching Daniel Lynch when you draft him out of Virginia, if you're not dreaming about Daniel Lynch from that day in 2018 until now, yeah, from from you know, 30,000 feet, it's another big lefty with good stuff that's unable to find consistency. And to be honest with you, the outside view is maybe correct, probably correct. Uh, history would tell you that, yeah, that... He is who he is, and he's going to continue to be someone that flashes greatness and then removes said greatness in the very next start. Or uh, that, that, that greatness eludes him the next time he takes the hill. But if Daniel Lynch can become that guy that I've, uh, I don't know if it's hoped or if it's um, dreamt, uh, but a guy that I still uh, believe has the ability to do everything that Brady Singer did last year. Sub three and a half ERA, give you a solid six innings. Hey, Daniel Lynch, this is a four-pitch mix. We're talking about Brady Singer, sinker, slider, changeup. Daniel Lynch, uh, plus one more pitch. It's a four-pitch arsenal coming from a 6'5 lefty that can run it up to the upper 90s. If Daniel Lynch can be a guy that gives you a 145 innings, sub-4 ERA. If Nick Prado can tap back into what we saw in that 2021 season as it all started to click for the former first-round pick, if he can ascend or return to the big leagues, claim that first-base position, move Vinny to the DH spot, and then suddenly you have a gold glover there at first base, uh, that is going to uh, hit for power, is going to get on base, is going to find himself in the field every single day, and then you have DH locked up every single day with the guy that I think is going to hit 300, and then you throw on top of it Drew Waters. Drew Waters, who some have told me, some scouts in baseball have told me, this is a guy that's going to get a $100 million contract down the line. A guy that had his own teammates curious what he was going to look like, what he was going to perform like when they showed up to spring training. That was the guy MJ Melendez pointed out. That's who he was excited to see. And I'll tell you what, Waters showed up bigger, stronger, uh, but unfortunately uh, hurt his oblique, so now he's going to miss uh, at least another four-plus weeks. So look, yeah, I understand that, that having one of the three keys to the season already finding himself on the injured list is certainly not the ideal way to start this 2023 season. But just for a moment, imagine a rotation with last year's Brady Singer, even more, you know, you're expecting improvement from Brady. Imagine 
that Brady Singer, another version of that Brady Singer, but coming from the left side and Daniel Lynch, the consistent greatness, even in you know four or five inning stretches, but the consistent greatness of Zach Greinke and the innings eating of Jordan Lyles, you can win with that one through four. I, I know there are five spots in a rotation, but every, every team in baseball, maybe outside of the Mets and Dodgers, every team in baseball still you know, up in the air about who their number five is. But Singer, Lynch... Lyles and Granke, you can win with that. And then a lineup with a core of studs like MJ, Vinny, Bobby, Salvi, complemented by the plus bats and quality gloves of Drew Waters and Nick Prado. Now you're six deep. Michael Massey has the weight of expectation taken off his shoulders at second base. Maybe Hunter Dozier, suddenly an eight hitter. Talk about weight off your shoulders. That team can compete. Now, of course, the bullpen needs to be solid, of course, but you can make changes to a bullpen over the course of a season. Shoot, if this team's competitive, you could make an acquisition at the trade deadline to bolster that bullpen. Although, as we discussed early, there are some pretty quality names at the top of that bullpen. Some some names that, as Amir said, uh, people are going to find out about, like a Dylan Coleman. Now, you know about Scott Barlow, Aroldis Chapman, Jose Quas has been the talk of camp. The X, Y, and Z for 2023, Daniel Lynch, Nick Prado, Drew Waters. First time for Prado, and of course, the first time for Drew Waters, who was acquired last year at the trade deadline. So again, uh, give me your reaction. Who would your three keys be, your X, Y, and Z to 2023? Let me know on the text line, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. You can also reach out on Twitter at Josh Vernier 610 Stay tuned. Coming up next, it is Dusty Likens. It is After Hours here on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Dusty will take you up until 8 o'clock, and then we'll hand things off to Coach Tang in K-State basketball if you missed the show uh it'll be podcasted on the odyssey app or at 610sports.com just like all uh, the interviews um whether it's with fesco or the drive or cody and gold uh, all of them can be found online under all things Vern. so the post game show hot stove shows podcast everything under all things Vern at 610sports.com and the odyssey app thank you very much to blake back at the studio for the help tonight again the dirty werewolf dusty likens is coming up next on your home for royals baseball for more than 15 years now it's 610 sports radio i'll talk to you next thursday at six o'clock live from the desert Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.